You're listening to Shift, Human First Financial Guidance with Ross Marino. Today, we are shifting the conversation with Sydney Devine. Good morning, Sydney. Good morning, Ross. How are you? I am good. It is so good to have you on the show. I, I was fortunate enough to meet you a couple of years ago at a conference and hear you speak and been dying to get you interviewed. I, I tried a little while ago and made a calendar error on my end, but now we're back. You're here. We're recording. So why don't you just start by taking 30 seconds and introducing yourself to everybody? Awesome. There is no time like the present. So I'm happy to be here. It was great meeting you as well. Uh, I'm Sydney Devine. I'm the founder of Divine Wealth Strategies. Uh, this is the only career I've known. Uh, I started straight out of college uh, about 12, going on 13 years ago, and launched my firm. Uh, this September will be five years. So uh, always interested in speaking with legends and or titans of the industry like yourself, and um, looking forward to uh, the discussion. So I read a quote on the Kinder Institute profile page that you had, and the first sentence in your profile is, each time I think about life planning and how it's helped me, I can't help but smile. Well, that's pretty awesome. So how about we start with what led up to that moment you said, I want to try life planning? Oh, man. Uh, great question. So I started in a career where I thought I would be doing uh, financial planning, helping people. And I learned, I think, as most of us do when we work for bigger broker dealers or insurance channel, that uh, it was, you basically have to sell. Um, so after a couple of years of just kind of cutting my teeth and surviving, I came across a list of the top financial planners within the organization that I worked uh, for. And I decided, you know what? These people are successful. And if they've been able to have success, they could probably help me achieve the success that I'm looking for uh, sooner rather than later. So I reached out to all 50 of them. Uh, and there were two that stood out. One stood out for all the reasons that um, I didn't really count as being great, right? So he was a life planner. And I remember the conversation. And I asked him, you know, what, what is it that you do? How do you differentiate yourself? And I remember him saying, if someone doesn't go through the life planning process, they're not my clients. Like they're not the folks that I meant to work with. And there was such conviction um, behind what he said. And in my head, I'm like, yeah. So if someone has like $4 million and they don't want to talk about their feelings, you're not going to take them on as a client. And he said to me, absolutely. Because morally and ethically, uh, if I don't get to know a particular person, how can I recommend what's in their best interest? Right. And that that just stood out to me. So he sent a follow up, um, basically asking if he uh, could mentor me because that was part of his life plan. And I was hesitant at first, but ultimately I agreed because uh, here's someone who had been in the profession for 20 or so years and he had had success. So I agreed to it uh, and said, let's see what I can basically learn from this guy. Uh, eventually, I started doing life planning light, right? Um, I, I would ask the questions. Um, and after a while, I reached back out to him like, you know, I'm asking these questions and people have never really heard them before. And it seems like this is what I was meant to do. However, when they answer the questions, I don't necessarily know what the next step is. Um, so he said, well, I think it's about time for you to, you know, 
go do the seven stages of money maturity uh, and go through the kinder uh, training. And I went through the kinder training and that's basically been the, I would say the best career decision um, since starting in the profession. So that's, that's what led to it. Yeah. I love the whole, the whole concept of life planning and really thinking about what matters. Um, there's different ways that people approach it within our industry, but I think overall, you see that people are really looking to the future, whether it's retirement planning or a legacy that you're going to leave. But there's something that I read on your website that really jumped out at me and, and I loved it, but I wanted to see if I could get the story behind it. And one of your, maybe there, it was a tagline that said, aligning your financial realities with the life you aspire to live. Now we talk about hope, we talk about the future, we want to talk about dreams, but when you put the word realities right in the front of a sentence there, that kind of grabbed me that you're really just communicating to people, hey, let's look and really accept here's where you are right now. Can, can you talk a little bit about what came up with that, how you came up with that and how you got to that point? Oh man, that was um, five years ago. So I, I think for me, it's um, it's always been looking at what we typically do. So the way that I learned it, when you meet with a potential client, you ask for their name, their date of birth, uh, how much money they make, just the typical fact finding stuff. And it, it just didn't really seem like there was any value there. Uh, and as I kind of progressed in the life planning light with asking those questions, it just seemed as though there was just more that we are meant to do for clients, right? So um, I had a, a, a client, a younger client who was a huge LeBron James fan. And for whatever reason, he's like, you know, I really like, you know, love LeBron. Um, and there was an instance where I think it was uh, game seven, the Celtics against the Cavs. And he and his wife go to Boston to watch his favorite player play. Right. Um, and that was something that they sent a picture to me saying, hey, this wouldn't have happened if it weren't for you. And I kind of think back. So even though that was them essentially living their lives, which is what I think we helped them do. But I think back to that same couple when they came into the office, his goal was, hey, we've had a ton of student loan debt and we want to make sure that our daughter never has to go through what we go through. Right. Um, they were able to pay off all the student loans. And since they also funded their daughter's college savings plan five years in advance, she's not even in middle school yet. And college is essentially paid for. So for me, it's just helping them get to their goals a whole lot sooner than what they would otherwise and giving them the permission that, hey, um, tomorrow isn't promise. These are the things that you essentially aspire to. Let's create a plan to support that life that you were meant to live. Right. We have a, an older couple. Uh, one of their visions was, hey, we're not getting any younger. We want to do a cruise for the whole family. So all our kids, their spouses, all our grandkids, their spouses, um, and showing them within the context of the financial plan, here's how you can achieve that. Um, and the only like uh, mood point for me was, hey, you didn't invite me. I thought I was a family member, right? Uh, but ultimately, it's fun. And when you can show people this is how you get to where you said you wanted to go, um, you know, it's fun for them too, right? It's just like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I did this. Can't wait until we plan the next one. Uh, even if it's uh, doing a Thanksgiving in Hawaii and inviting all your family members, right? And paying for most of them to come to do Thanksgiving with you. Um, so those are the types of things that I think really make what we do stand out because ultimately it's more than just what's your name, what's your date of birth, how much money do you make, how much money do you have? 
Um, so that's kind of more, I don't know, like I'm a big feelings guy. Um, so that's more along the lines of, you know, this is why I wake up to do what it is that I do, because ultimately just plain old financial planning is boring and you know, it, it really just is. So I want to feel as though I am injected into the lives of our clients, right? Like I look at them as an extension of my family. So I want to help my family achieve their goals. And it doesn't matter how much you make, how much you have, because ultimately we could create a plan to show you that you can align your realities with the life that you aspire to live. So you definitely set the bar of, I am a life planner. And if you're going to work with me, we will do life planning. What do you do when someone reaches out to you and you know they're close? They may not be ready. You, They have the conversations. They may not be committed to, okay, I want to do this. But in the back of your mind, you're thinking you are so close. How do you work with someone like that? Well, so that's interesting because I, I think that's like a question um, most life planners have uh, once going through the process. It's like, okay, I tried to ask the questions. I sent them the homework. They didn't return it. Um, and my approach is really, so as we go through the discovery meeting, I'm already asking those questions. So, um, we will follow up with the homework packet, but the approach that I take is meet people where they are, right? So there are some life plans where they've answered the questions in the discovery meeting. They don't necessarily fill out the packet, but we always come back to it. So we may not get you in the year, like year one but you are going to engage in some form of life planning. I, and I kind of look at it as, you know, going to a doctor. The doctor has a process, right? Like if I'm trying to lose weight or I'm trying to get healthier um, and the doctor says, oh man, Sydney, you're so close. Like if you just change these things and I leave there and I don't necessarily change those things, I come back in, the doctor is still engaging in his same process. So that's kind of how I look at it. I meet people where they are. And ultimately, my process is going to stay the same. So we're going to ask you those questions. We're going, going to get a feel for where you stand on each of those things. And if you complete the homework packet or if you don't, we've still begun the conversation as it relates to your life plan. Right now, if you do the homework packet, it gives us more stuff to work with um, and we can start a whole lot sooner. But ultimately, it may not be in this year. It may not be in like the first you know, couple of meetings, but eventually we will get the life plan done. Now, you've mentioned discovery meeting a few times already. So you obviously put emphasis on that. You engage. You have a little different approach because, and yes, I'm quoting you, plain financial planning is boring. Love it, it. it is. It's probably going to be the title of the podcast interview. That, that's funny. <laughs> but I think it's great. And I agree 100%. So let's look at your discovery meeting. Maybe over the last year or two, is there anything that you added, deleted, modified? Any insight that you have that you could share with us? Man, it, it's changed a, a couple of times, right? Um, I had a, a the the great uh, late Ed Jacobson uh, basically was my life planning mentor, right? And um, he said something to me because I was always so structured. I still am, but he said, you know. You strike me as someone who, if it's not broke, you're never going to break it, but there's no growth in that. So he said, I challenge you that if it's not broke, break it and see exactly where you go. So um, because of that challenge, right? Thank you, Ed. Um, I have like tweaked a couple of things. So there used to be just a discovery. We require that you upload all your documents uh, before we even meet with you, right? And ultimately, we want to make sure that we are um, making good use of your time and our time. So before we sit together, 
you need to upload tax returns, all those documents, because we're, we're looking for a way to create value, even in that hour, hour and a half that we're chatting with one another. But much like the process of life planning, right? Some people are so close and they essentially, you know, they look at it and they're like, oh man, I can't get all this stuff together, right? So then we lose them. So the one main thing that I think I've added over the last year is that if someone reaches out or if someone is uh, introduced to our firm, we don't just go after the discovery right away, right? It's more, hey, let's have a conversation, see where you are, see you know, why you're even deciding to make this particular decision to meet with a financial planner, right? Um, and we talk for about 15 minutes. Initially, that's what it's supposed to be. Some people talk longer. Uh, but I think what that has allowed is it's, hey, I'm a human being, you're a human being, um, this is what the process looks like. And it, it's, it's somewhat more calming for them as opposed to, okay, great, you scheduled a discovery, here's your homework, right, before you even get the chance to talk to them. So I would say that's kind of the main change that we've had uh, is when you set up a meeting, we're reaching out, and we want to at least find out a little bit about you prior to the discovery meeting. Makes a lot of sense. Now, I know a lot of websites and a lot of web developers will tell you, you have to have an FAQ on your website, frequently asked questions. But Sydney doesn't have an FAQ. You have FAC. Why don't you talk about that? Uh, yeah. So I think those are like, so frequently addressed concerns is what it stands for. And, you know, most people will say, well, that's like tomato, tomato, right? Uh, but ultimately, I think it was just a way for us to be a little bit different. Um, in my discovery meetings, I, I try to tell people my goal is to answer the questions before you even ask them and to even answer the questions that you don't even have yet, right? Um, so that's kind of a way, like, I mean, most potential clients will look at your web presence uh, and it's it's good for them to kind of see, okay, well, yeah, I did have a question about that or I did have a concern about that. And it's like, oh, it's already addressed, right? Um, so that's why it's there. Um, I And again, dare to be different, right? Like we don't do financial planning like the typical financial planners. In fact, my love language is words of affirmation. And whenever I meet with someone and they're like, yeah, I was, you know, I had a financial advisor or I was meeting with another person and they say to me, I didn't go through that with them. Like these questions are so different. Like that does it for me, right? Um, my mentor who literally is responsible for me getting into life planning, he has a quote that I absolutely love and I believe is true. We get paid extremely well for what we do. And by the way, the money's not bad either. So how do we get paid when a particular client takes a trip that she never would have envisioned uh, taking and then sends me a picture saying, hey, this wouldn't have been possible without you. That's how I get paid, right? And by the way, the money's not bad either. So um, it's, you know, it's one of my favorite quotes. It's something that I live by and I share it with clients because um, we have one of my favorite clients. Uh, they came to me in 2014 on their wedding anniversary, right? Um, and they were looking to retire. And I asked them, like, when do you want to do it? And they laughed. They're like, we don't think it's possible. And they were already kind of older, uh, but they they said, hey, we don't think it's possible. So we tried to earmark for 10 years out. Right. The the fun part about this story is they retired in 2019. How did we get paid? Their younger son sends me a message saying, hey, if it weren't for you, my parents wouldn't be where they are right now. Thank you so much. How did we continue to get paid? Both of their sons are now clients of our firm. Those clients are still clients of our firm, and they have referred the most new clients to us out of any other clients that we've worked with. 
And by the way, the money's not bad either because they've been clients since 2014. I don't think questions and concerns are entirely the same. While I, I realize you're, you may be addressing some of the same topics, uh, when I think about concerns, it, it reminds me of, it was Megan Lertz had an article and she talked about screening questions. And, and I don't know if it was in her article, but I talked with her afterwards and we're going to do a podcast on it. She talked about the anxiety that prospects have when they're reaching out to us. They really are concerns because they really don't know what we do. They don't know how we do it. They don't necessarily know what it's going to cost. There actually are a bunch of concerns and they're not just questions. That's so generic. But yeah. when you have concerns, you're really addressing the issue or, or the emotional issue, which is there actually is some anxiety. There are legit concerns out there. So um, I, I think it's better. And um, that may go up on my website pretty soon. Not, Come on, not talking through it with you. <laughs> Megan, I, I, I got to take that if you don't mind. That's I, I think that's brilliant. So uh, it might also be a great uh, conference session, by the way. So I'll, I'll follow you up with you on that one. Awesome. So so let's do a, a final question here. Now, there may be some people listening. They've hopefully heard about life planning. If not, maybe they want to learn about it. They're considering it. What would you suggest to financial planners out there who are looking at it? Man, my advice is the same. I think um, the Kinder Institute has actually sent me a couple people who were on the fence about life planning. And I, I said to them, uh, you have to do life planning for you, right? I think a lot of the folks who come into it, they look at it as a an avenue of, oh, well, like, you know, there's so much going on with like the feeling side of money. Um, and this is a way to differentiate myself uh, and, you know, essentially own more of the client wallet share. You can't approach it like that. Uh, life planning is more for you uh, than it is the client. And, um, you know, ultimately, this is what that same mentor says, Um you can only take a client as far as you've gone yourself. So if you approach the life planning process for you, and it, it's magnificent. I mean, you won't have any regrets uh, about it. It was the best money I have ever spent. Uh, it showed me so much about myself. And I was someone who was like an extreme workaholic because I felt like I had to, you know, I had to work harder in order to uh, make it. Uh, and it just showed me that there was so much more to life for me that I didn't even know of. Right. Um, so ultimately, you have to approach it that way uh, and just know that if you do the work yourself, uh, it's putting you in a position to truly impact the lives of the clients that you are meant to serve and work with. So, yeah, you can only take them as far as you've gone yourself. So do the work for yourself uh, and ultimately it will benefit so many others. This has been wonderful. Sydney Devine, thanks for being on the show today. Thanks for having me, Ross. Thank you for listening to Shift with Ross Marino. Please visit humanfirst.live to learn more. This show is for general information purposes only and is not intended to provide recommendations or advice. Speak with a legal, tax, or financial advisor before making any decisions. Past performance references are historical and do not guarantee future results.